Welcome back, NFL Playbook Podcast. Evan Grote, Scott Branson, back with you. Of course, brought to you by SportsNot.com. Make sure you check out the website. All your NFL news all the time. So, so get up there. You can read some of my stuff when I occasionally write. I write with crayons, so be careful. But we're back. We're talking football. And, of course, this weekend's marquee matchup is, of course, the Dallas Cowboys heading to Santa Clara Levi Stadium to take on the San Francisco 49ers. And to talk about that, we're bringing on our special guest right now, and that is Al Sacco. He hosts he hosts the Huddle, No Huddle podcast, I should say, uh, for Odyssey covering the 49ers. Al, thanks for being with us here on the NFL Playbook podcast. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. All right, let's jump in. I mean, this team, uh, the 49ers, through, through the first four weeks, no question, to me, uh, the best team in the NFL, not only because of the great defense and what they're doing there, but also offensively, you're seeing them wielded. You, the, the Cowboys are coming in this game. We'll get into the matchup in a second, but the Cowboys, to me, a lot of defense and the offense a little suspect. Talk about where this team is at compared to what, what you thought, covering it every day, what you thought this season would start off as and what it's really become and the domination you've seen from the 49ers so far. I'll be honest with you. I was a little worried at first in the offseason because there was a little bit of drama there with the Trey Lance stuff and Sam Darnold and, and is Purdy going to be healthy with all this quarter, the quarterback drama. And then you had the Bosa holdout. So it just seemed like there was some kind of bad sort of juju with the team in the, in the offseason and the preseason. But then as soon as the whistle blew in week one, it was just all systems go. I mean, they looked like a team with a mission firing on all sides of the ball. Um, you know, they blow Pittsburgh out. They haven't really looked back since. And the team definitely, I think they understand the assignment. George Kittle talked about a little bit earlier how, you know, there could be two years left with the window with a lot of these guys. And the time is now. Mm-hmm. And this team is playing like it. The team is playing like they have a goal to win the Super Bowl this year. And it's it's just all systems go. And obviously, Christian McCaffrey helps a lot. But having a quarterback that Kyle Shanahan trusts and is a good fit in the system has has helped balance things out with a defense that's been strong for years. You know, Al, you, you mentioned the quarterback. Uh, Brock Purdy's off to an incredible start to his career. Still has not lost a game yet as a starting quarterback. Um, I keep I keep asking myself, when, when is this? You know, when is this Cinderella story going to come to an end here? We're talking about a seventh round draft pick here. Um, and the question that I that I asked, you know, myself and other people I talked to Brock Purdy about is, you know, I want to see more of him in big games, high pressure moments. I know we, we did see him in two playoff games yeah. last year, uh, but I'm, I'm really looking forward forward to see how he responds in this big game against this this really good defense of Dallas, uh, how, how do you think he will respond to that to this game to this this challenge? Well, I think, like you said, he has been battle tested in the playoffs. And the biggest thing for me with him in the playoffs is the first the first half against Seattle, he did not play well at all. He looked jittery, and then he comes out of the second half. You know, we've seen a lot of rookies fold in, in that situation. He came out and he was terrific in the second half. And I, I use the Dallas game example in the divisional game as, as a pitcher who doesn't necessarily have his best stuff, but he still battles and gets outs. That's sort of what Purdy looked like to me in that game. The Niners offensive line wasn't blocking well the first three quarters. He was under pressure. He had a couple iffy throws, but then he made big throws when it counted. The rollout throw to Kittle was a big throw. And then what, what showed me 
how much faith Shannon has in Purdy is at the end of that game, they had two third and shorts. It was maybe a third and two, third and one, whatever it was. But he had Purdy throw in both of those situations, and Purdy converted both of those. And you've seen in the past, he didn't always really trust trust Garoppolo. And even early this season, he's just been really unflappable. The game, the Rams came out, I think they were up 17 to 10 going to uh, the end of the second quarter, and Purdy drives him right down the field. Perfectly cool. The Giants game got close. The Cardinals game got close. And Purdy just, he never wavers. So this is certainly going to be the biggest um, regular season game for him. And, and we'll see how that goes. But there's been nothing that he's done to me that where I think that he, that he's going to struggle. He leads the NFL in QBR right now, 84.5. He has the highest passer rating, 115.1. Third best in completion percentage, 72.3. He's eighth in yards, a little over 1,000 uh, yards per attempt, 9.1 is second. And um, he has not thrown a pick. He only has three picks so far in, his, in the games where he's played extended time, which I think we're up to 12 now. So that's that's pretty impressive in itself. So Dallas has a great defense. Could there be some negative plays? Absolutely. Nobody's perfect. But there's nothing in his past performance that makes me think he's he's going to be shook at all. It's incredible. I mean, last week, uh, uh, 20 to 21, right? 95%, the highest yeah. percentage. I mean, it, it was insane uh, what he was doing on the field and, and to see that again. Now, for him to be successful against Dallas, uh, his offensive line there in San Francisco is going to have to deal with that defensive front of the Dallas Cowboys, mm -hmm. Micah Parsons, of course. Uh, talk a little bit about why that unit's been so successful. They've had a, they had a little retooling over the last couple of years, but it seems to have really solidified. And boy, are they playing at a high level because they're given the time Brock Purdy needs uh, to deal the ball. And so talk a little bit about that matchup and what you expect. Well, having Trent Williams helps, right, on, on the left side. But I, I think where they're better than people thought they were going to be, Aaron Banks really stepped up and, and he's turned into a solid guard. Jake Brendel, not a lot of people know who he is, but he's a good center. There are some issues on the right side. Um, McKivitz can be a little can be a little iffy. Uh, T.J. Watt, I think, had three sacks going against him. So that does scare me a little bit in Burford, too. So that right side is where you're going to see the pressure come from, I think. But again, Purdy has shown – I mean, he's got a safety valve in McCaffrey. He's got weapons everywhere where he can just get rid of the ball. He's very smart with it moving within the pocket. Um, he's very smart when he, he has a hot read to get the ball out. And again, there's enough playmakers here where I think Kyle's, I think Kyle's going to try to run the ball. Arizona ran for over 200 yards against this Cowboys defense. So I think that is going to be the approach in the game, the game plan, but also they're going to, there's going to be a lot of quick throws. You know, a lot of the screens that you see, I think Kyle will make sure that he gets the ball out to try to neutralize guys like Parsons and, and that's, strong uh, Dallas front. Al, I got another one for you. You know, you talked about some of the weapons that the 49ers have on offense. And, and right now, Christian McCaffrey is playing as well as any of them. He has to be in the conversation mm -hmm. right now for, for MVP after the four touchdown performance last week. I kind of want to ask you a picture, more of a big picture question. I, I see that he leads all NFL running backs right now with 80 carries. He also has 18 receptions. He's well on pace for over 400 touches right now. You know, you look at some of his um, injury history. He was, you know, he played mm -hmm. in all 17 games last year, but the two seasons prior to that, he 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 did miss some games. Do you expect that Shanahan will will try to sprinkle in a little bit more of the uh, other running backs as well to make sure that he is fresh and healthy for for the playoff run? I think he has to at some point. Right now, kind of Kyle, it kind of feels like he's just got a kid with a toy that that's that's all he wants to use, right? <laughs> like he just wants to keep giving him the ball. And also, the Shanahan's have a relationship with the McCaffreys. I think he's trying to get him to have the best season possible. I think he's trying to get him Offensive Player of the Year, maybe even get him in the MVP conversation. So, but 
the goal is for him to play 20 games, right? For the Niners to get the bye, get to the Super Bowl, and they have to keep him healthy for that. So eventually, I think that they're going to have to back off. People, I remember when they made this trade, I think ESPN gave it a C minus. And the, the issue was that McCaffrey had, playing ten, had, had played 10 games in the previous two years. So he did have some injuries, and it came off a season where he had over over 400 touches, and then the next two years he's banged up. So they do have to take the foot off the gas a little bit, and I suspect he'll do that as the season wears on. Um, but the most important thing is that McCaffrey is healthy in January and, and hopefully in the Super Bowl. Now, what about Javarius Ward? We heard he's he's been hurt. Um, what's the status of, of him for this game uh, based on your understanding from, from today? So he didn't practice today, which is Wednesday here. So we'll have to see as the week goes on. He didn't practice. Greenlaw didn't practice. Debo did it in a limited capacity. Uh, Debo didn't even have a reception last game. I think they were kind of using him as a decoy because he's not healthy right now. So we'll see as the week goes on. Um, definitely a concern <clears throat> because they need they need word out there, but um, we'll know more on Friday on that. What about Nick Bosa? I mean, he missed all of training camp. Uh, he only has one sack right now, kind of off to a slow start, which is mm. to be expected when you miss that much time in, in training camp. But uh, is he starting to show signs of his old self? I think so. He's been really good. If you look at the metrics, he's been really good. Um, it doesn't show in the stat sheet, like you said, just one sack, right, that he has so far. But his pressure rate is good. All his PFF grades are good. And he's even said himself he's still working his way back into it. So he'll be better in the second half of the season than, than he is now. But just his presence on the field is huge for the Niners. Um, he makes all the people around him better. But I feel like the defense in general really hasn't hit their stride yet. And they've only given up. 58 points or whatever it is. But I feel like they have new coordinator in Steve Wilkes. Uh, Bosa is still getting his feet underneath him. This is going to be a better unit second half of the season as long as they stay healthy. And when you have an offense scoring 30 points every game, that's scary for the rest of the league. <laughs> it sure is. Uh, so tell us, before we let you go, um, this team, I mean, are you – you look at what they've been able to do early in the season. And, of course, as Evan and I were talking about in the previous segment before you joined us, just in general in the NFL, you know, the great equalizer, unfortunately, happens to be injury. And, and if people mm -hmm. stay healthy, you talked about the 49ers actually getting players back. Um, what's your outlook the rest of the way? Here we are, a quarter of the way through the season. They look unstoppable. Yeah. Uh, do you see anything that can get in the way of them really getting to where they want to be, which is a Super Bowl, at the very least, the NFC Championship game? Really only injuries at this point. And, and I'm, if I don't know how familiar people are with me, but I tend to lean on the pessimistic side of things and can always think about what can go wrong. And even this year, I'm just like, if they stay healthy, they're loaded. They're just, they have weapons everywhere. The defense is good. And like I said, you finally seen with Garoppolo before this team had trouble scoring points. So they have a lot of games where it's 20 to 13. Now they're putting up 30 every game. So as long as they stay like this on this side, both sides of the ball, they're going to be tough to beat. Detroit looks good. I don't know if they're in the Super Bowl conversation yet. Dallas, we'll find out. The Cowboys are kind of the Cowboys, and the Niners have really contained Prescott in the two playoff games. Yes. Philly's loaded. So I think Philly's the test for them to get to the Super Bowl, and then there's obviously some strong teams in the AFC. But I think the only thing that could stop the Niners right now are injuries or the Niners. Well, there you go. It's going to be exciting to see the rest of the way. And we'll catch up with you, Al, later in the season as we as we see this juggernaut so far rolling through the nfc uh we certainly appreciate it make sure you check out the no huddle podcast obviously if you're interested in watching and listening to 49er news thanks man appreciate it appreciate you guys thank you all right there you go al from the no huddle podcast evan i mean man they they are loaded it's hard 
Uh, there's a picture behind you there for those of a, the, you watching on YouTube of George Kittle, I think, right up in your corner. There, you got everybody covered today. Um, That's McCaffrey, actually. I mean, it is McCaffrey, 33. Okay, there you go. <laughs> we got it. See, my old eyes can't see it. But anyway, so so you you look at this team, and man, I'm excited for this game on Sunday because I really think that we're going to see a knockdown drag out. I, I like San Francisco in the game because I just think that their offense is better than, than Dallas's offense, and they have a better quarterback, they have a better supporting cast, better offensive line, and I think that's going to win out for them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and he mentioned the two previous meetings with these teams were both games that took place in the in the postseason. He talked about how the 49ers defense has done a really good job of, of containing Dak Prescott. And I have some numbers here that I want to share with you guys. In those two games combined, um, he has a passer rating, Prescott, of 66.7. He's averaging about wow. 230 yards passing per game and three interceptions in those two games. So they've done a good job slowing him down. And I do expect that'll be the case. I also like San Francisco in this game. I just think they got too much talent on offense. I think they got the better team overall. And I just don't trust the combination of Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy in a big game too many times. We have seen this and they've come up short and they fell flat in these big games. I expect that to be the case again uh, on Sunday night. I do too. Even though I picked the 49ers to be the most disappointing team of the season <laughs> before the season started. And I picked the Cowboys to go to the world, to the Super Bowl. So what do I well, know? Why are yeah. you listening to me on this podcast? No, <laughs> it, it goes to show you, you, you make, you, you look at things, how they are. I just thought the hype around the 49ers was too high, but boy, have they lived up to every single bit of it. And you got to give them credit for that. But uh, well said, Evan. All right. We're going to take our final break here on the NFL playbook podcast. When we come back, we're going to rip, whip around the rest of the AFC. We talked about the AFC North. We talked about the AFC East. We'll talk a little bit about the South. And then, of course, the AFC West, which continues to be very interesting. Uh, we'll do that all when we come back here, of course, with Evan, with Scott. This is the NFL Playbook Podcast from SportsNot.com. Don't go anywhere.